0: You are listening
1: to ACPN. Hi, I'm Angry Man.
2: And I'm Gidget Von LaRue, and we have an 80s movie podcast called the Retro Cinema Podcast. We talk and
1: give trivia, well, just a little bit of trivia, on 80s movies that we both watched back in the 80s.
2: We cover all genres, including comedy, horror, drama, fantasy, musical, animation, action, and even film noir.
1: Yeah, we cover them all. So you can find us at theretrocinema.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and tune in.
2: Clopack, is
0: that Slavic?
2: No!
1: <laughs> Give, Give us, us a, a listen. listen.
2: Find out which of your favorite TV shows were canceled, and also learn some of the ins and outs of Hollywood from this week's guest, Aaron Pruner from Punch Drunk TV. Adventure Club starts right now. From the new ACPN Studios in beautiful Staten Island, New York, it's Adventure Club Podcast. Good evening, America. I'm John Galbraith.
1: Oh, what the hell was that? Is that wow. really how you intro the show? Yeah. What are you doing, John? <laughs>
2: no, I, I just, I just wanted to, like, mention, make, mention at least briefly that I'm in a different place now.
3: Mm. So, a little extra New York on it.
2: Yeah. John's Where in a weird place before? right now. Jersey. Oh, so is this a step up then? It is a step up. Yes, it's right, it's, it's, it's an absolute step up. Well,
3: congratulations. And I, I, says, I say that as someone who was born and lived in Jersey, you know, for half of my life, that's a step up. Yes. I've never been. Don't go.
2: Yeah, there's, nothing, there's nothing there.
3: <laughs> Don't go. I
2: there's, mean, there's like...
3: No, I can't think of anything. As a patch it's of a green, nice place
4: to... It's a nice place to visit.
2: No,
3: it's not. <laughs> it, it smells bad when you when you drive up through it to New York. You smell New Jersey. Yeah. Sounds
1: it's... like when you drive through Riverside, it just smells like cow shit, cow is shit an, and
3: desperation. Is that an LA reference? Yes. Okay, you're gonna have to explain those. I have never been to LA. That's well, a I've California never been in, reference. Uh,
1: I've never been to New York, so. All right. Well, it's like. It's like we're 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 crossing the pond? I don't the, the I do know. Streams. Yeah streams. <laughs> That's better than a pond. Let's go are with streams. Actually, wait, it's is are, are we actually recording right now? Is the show
2: going? Yeah, we, we I, that oh, was my oh. my intro.
1: I thought you were workshopping.
2: Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. Hi. What do you think we are? Professionals? No. Oh, I mean yes. <laughs> well, your honest answer was first, so okay.
4: <laughs> oh boy. It goes the, the scale of this is podcast host is slightly like one step below shifty hobo on
2: the train. So, huh? With yeah. a
3: voice like Tom Waits.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, who are, who are all you gentlemen? Because I said oh. who I
3: was. I'm Matt Nislanik. I am the uh, another one of the hosts of this podcast.
4: I am Jason, sometimes Chevron, mostly chops. And I too co-host this thing from time to time.
1: That's, that's right. Uh, I guess that leaves it up to me. I'm Aaron Pruner, um, and and I'm always Aaron and always Pruner. And uh, I uh, I do a I do a show called Punch Drunk TV that's on your network.
2: That is correct. Welcome, welcome guest. Yeah, A it's
3: little like crossover a here.
1: Union.
3: Don't you uh, don't you also do? Do you do a uh, podcast? Where I do it?
1: too many things. I do way too many things. I do, yeah, so I've been doing Punch Drunk TV now for almost five years. It used to be a show called Pass the and Remote at Geek Nation before that turned into a dumpster fire. And, and I don't know if you all know about
2: Geek Nation. but uh, uh, I used to write, that was my first writing stint. Oh, that's uh.
1: right. Yeah, oh. that was, that was well, my th- first writing stint as well. Fill us in. Uh, what, what happened well, at Geek Nation? My first, paid, my first paid gig, uh, writing anyways, and uh, oh. when, we, um, when we moved, well, we, we changed names, and um, like, a, like, like half a year ago, a friend of mine was starting a new podcast network, and was like, I want you to do a show with me, and I'm like, you want me to do a show about TV, like I literally already do that, so uh, I'm doing two shows about television, one, and mind you, look, okay, I had so many names picked out for this second show, <laughs> and they went with the title Pruner TV, which, I... you know, it's my last name. Yeah. I get it. He wants me to be a brand, sure, but I've never really been 100% sold on that name. And uh, yesterday I was at a, a four-year consideration event for a TV show called um, – what was it called? Unsolved, The Deaths of Tupac and Notorious B.I.G. or The Murders, oh. whatever. It's mm-hmm. a USA show, right. and Jimmy Simpson was there, and he and I have talked before, oh, shit. and I asked him if he'd be interested in coming on my show. He said, yeah, just get in touch with my publicist, and then he asked me the name, and I told him, he was like, oh, <laughs> and I got that same thing, a friend of mine's <laughs> a publicist at Netflix, and she asked me the name, and she's like, yeah, you might want to change that. I'm all, yeah, I know, thanks. I didn't choose it. I swear to God. <laughs> I really no. I really didn't. I had a list of like 20 names. And they had nicknamed my show Pruner TV. And I'm like, really? You're going with that?
3: <laughs> so, And eh. they went with it. Yeah. So, yeah. So I haven't listened to Pruner TV. I, I do listen to uh, Punch Drunk TV whenever it comes out. Yes. Uh,
1: well, thank you. I will tell you, uh, Pruner TV is like the cliff notes for Punch Drunk TV. Because it's only like a 55-minute show. And I bring in guests, but I, I literally talk about the same shit that I talk about with Jack. Oh, I'm sorry. Can I cuss? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck yes. oh Motherfucking, talk about the goddamn cocksucking same shit. Mm-hmm. My
3: wife is yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> I say, well, I'm not going to let my mom listen to this episode. Whoa. My
1: mom no. doesn't even know what a podcast is. but um,
3: No, my parents just found out that I do one. Oh, oh no. I'm now a little bit <laughs> nervous. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. what's fun about that is my co-hosts' um, in-laws listen to Punch Drunk TV, and they're all, like, uh, hardcore Texas conservative Republicans. Ooh. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, hey,
3: Pennsylvania they, conservative Republicans.
1: They love listening to us offend them. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, you know, the only difference between Punch Drunk TV and Pruner TV, aside from the brilliant names, um <laughs> And the fact that I drink with my co-host and we record really late at night is that Pruner TV is shorter and I get um, guests in from television to talk to.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm with Matt on that. I really want to tune in. Uh, You've had Dana DiLorenzo on a couple of times. I interviewed her at at New York Comic Con. She's a riot.
1: Yeah, she's a friend. She's really cool. She's Um, kind
3: of awesome. Yes. She
1: says she'll talk for, she's like, I have a really short story, and then like 30 minutes later, Mm. she'll still be talking.
2: She prefaced, (laughs) when she sat at the table at uh, press hour for Comic-Con, she was like, "Uh, my mom tells me I talk too long, so I'll try and keep it short. (laughs) And then she's telling us the story about her first Comic-Con, and how uh, she ended up almost like knocking over one of the, like, curtains. And as (laughs) she's talking, she's like, wait a minute, I'm stuck to the chair. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she's, uh, she's she, you know, no frills. And that's what yeah. I dig about her. Because when we all came in, it was like we would even barely even be talking about television.
3: It'd be all this other kind of stuff. <laughs> she's She really seems awesome. And I, I do have she, to say R.I.P. to the uh, Ask First Evil Dead.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: And, uh, did you
1: know that Dana DeLorenzo started off doing sketch and uh, improv and, and has like a bunch of character impersonations no. that she does? Yeah, look it up online, man. There's videos of this on YouTube. Holy crap. Where she, it's like an older reel of hers, and she did an impersonation show with another actor by the name of Ross Marquand, who plays Aaron on The Walking Dead. Yeah. And wasn't, he also
2: the, wasn't he also the Red Skull?
3: I don't know. Is oh. that a Red Skull
2: comic book did thing? I, did I spoil oh. it?
3: Avengers Affinity War.
1: Oh, was he? I believe so. Because Hugo
3: Weaving did not come back. Oh,
1: I have no idea. What I do know is they both do impressions, and they both were doing impressions on this show called Impress Me before The Walking Dead was uh, offered to uh, Ross Marquand and before Dana DeLorenzo got Ash vs. Evil Dead. So then they both ended up going on these, like, zombie-type shows but had this comedy background and connection where they both did character uh, impersonations. like, Dana DeLorenzo can do... um, Amy Winehouse, uh, she did. Uh, oh, wow. Miley Cyrus for me. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, uh, Liza Minnelli, like Whoa. it's kind of crazy. Yeah.
3: All right. So a lot of improv and comedy went into that before her big uh, start off there.
4: Yeah. That's crazy. Hmm. Never know what's going to work out.
3: You know, it's funny how many people you read start off with improv backgrounds. Hmm. Or at least I, I've I've read that anyway.
1: It comes up a lot
3: for sure. It does. It does. Well, yeah,
1: but improv is also useful, man. Like if you can get that down and understand how to think on your toes with stuff like that, then it that's that's a useful tool in any in any genre, really.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I take it you've done improv?
1: I have. I suck at it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Do you enjoy it at least?
1: Uh I like to riff with my friends but i know people who do long form improv and it's like it's 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 a talent that i am in awe of mm. um the last night the improv olympic was open out here in hollywood i don't know if you're at all familiar with the improv olympic mm-hmm. it was th- that theater the groundlings and the ucb the upright citizens brigade uh, oh uh, yeah. io west yeah. io west closed in la and the last night um, my wife and i went to see a friend's improv group and they do what's called the herald style which oh, yeah. is like an hour long of just improv off of a suggestion from the audience and they turn Ooh. it into like all these different scenes that then tie together in the show and it's off the top of their heads and it's it blows my mind
3: yeah, yeah i just finished That's doing cool. some herald work myself i the format for herald is kind of weird though but it's if you can master that it's awesome
1: yeah, and that's a little imposing to me. So, so yeah, I mean, playing little improv games is one thing, you know, uh, but doing something like that, you got to really have the confidence to fail. Yep. For sure.
3: And that's that's one of the reasons I started doing uh, long-form improv, because I was always the type that, like, whenever I had to give a briefing or if I had to stand up in front of people, I just froze. That You know what I mean? I do. And going through like the the bunch of different classes at Washington Improv Theater and and getting into a group and actually just getting up there in front of people it's it's cured me of that. I'm not going to say I'm good at improv, but I'm not scared to be up in front of people anymore. So that well, works.
1: Good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm in a copywriting class where we have to pitch advertising campaign ideas for different homework assignments where like every week you got to get up in front of a bunch of people and pitch your idea and be as confident as fuck. So you and have to sell know, the hell out of it. Yes. Yes. And and I'm surprised, and I, get, I you know, I'm from an acting background myself, doing it, I'm surprised at how much there are people in class who don't understand the simple mechanics of public speaking. Of hmm. if you're selling something to an audience, look at them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look talk to them. Don't talk down to your hands or your feet. Like like it seems like it's common sense i
3: mean that's but... that's what i used to do it 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 does seem like it's common sense but i was the type back in the day where i would get up in front of people and i couldn't make eye contact or i'd stop talking you know wow. i was i would say i was just well i was scared as hell of, of being up in front of people but yeah again when you have to do improv in front of people it it just totally takes that fear away
1: yeah exactly
3: now I'm actually pretty good at uh, public speaking. I've had a few different, uh, occasions with my company, you know, giving a briefing or giving some, um, some, you know, different things and it's no issue anymore. So I guess it cured me. So hooray. (laughs) Congratulations. Yeah. I'll, I'll take it, you know, (laughs) but yeah, it's, uh, I've enjoyed doing the improv thing though. Um, That's the
1: best thing. If you're doing it for the enjoyment and not, not for any sort of professional career expectations, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like going to have an outlet or something that can just be a fun hobby. Well, I found I really liked performing. Yeah.
3: You know, that was something I hadn't experienced before that, that joy of being in front of people and, and, you know, having something you, uh, just make up on the spot. Hit with the audience. Right, exactly. It's kind of an awesome feeling.
1: I agree, but it's also the same reason why I'm bad at stand up comedy. <laughs>
3: oh, God. I, I I could never imagine doing stand up. That like you're you're on an improv group. You've got three or four other people there with you. So you start failing. Someone can see that and step in. You're on the stage doing stand up. Uh, you're on your own.
2: Yeah, kind of like doing. Just... It's kind of like doing a podcast by yourself.
3: Do, do people do those?
2: Oh hey yeah, people do try <laughs> to do those.
4: Oh Wait, yeah, mine Jason, not sound oh. that bad.
2: Mine sounds great, Dick. <laughs> oh, see, I only heard the one. The ones with Matt. Oh well, yeah, and the Unipiper. Crazy. I actually, I don't do two podcasts a year. It's oh, <laughs>
3: that's fair. So you know, Aaron, I'm kind of curious uh, how you got to start. Oh well, okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. What wow. I said?
1: Yes. What? Yes. I said, Aaron, I'm curious. I said yes you're as like, a sign of respect. Right. You know, <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: What? what about it?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, man, there's a lot of cooks in this goddamn kitchen, and I'm making my my voice known that you have my attention. Yeah present your question accordingly yes
3: so you grew up in the la area right
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank you i'm glad i could uh really give you the insight you were looking for all
3: right i was just you know so you've acted you've been in tv have you done stage or anything like that i have so what got you into it? Was it being in that location and surrounded by it, or was it something no. you wanted
1: to do? No, it's uh, um, it's weird, man. Like when when I was a kid, I I did not even think acting was like a thing that 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 I would pursue at all. You know, um, the first oh, time what? I ever did stage, I was, cool. God, I think, I think I was like eight or nine years old, and I, we were in class, and it was for a Christmas Carol, oh. and in I, I was assigned running lines with other people auditioning. And so in running lines with them, I was, rem- I was memorizing the script. And people kept fucking up their lines until finally the teacher said to me, well, why don't you audition? And even that early on, I was grumpy enough to get cast as Scrooge, oh, which nice. was oh, hey. cool. Um, and there was something about, you know, being on stage, like you were just talking about, that uh, it felt Like, I I didn't really fit in a lot in school, but there's something about being on stage where you have the audience in the palm of your hands. And uh, I got that reaction. It was kind of like, oh, wow, this is cool. And so I started doing more uh, theater. And throughout my teenage years, my mother was trying here and there to get me into doing it professionally. Um, And I never felt comfortable with it. Thank God, because... I did like workshops. I did a workshop with Corey Feldman's dad after Corey Feldman um, split with his father, who was his manager when he was a kid. Mm -hmm. And his dad used that as a means to, um, I guess, uh, try to sell this service as well, he was Corey Feldman's manager, so he has insight into how to be an actor. Where in turn, (laughs) it was just he was like scamming people who were coming in and paying him money to mm-hmm. do these classes um so i almost did one of those wow. and then i almost got involved with a company called faces international which was also a scam uh if you look it up online it was like the late 80s early 90s and they wow that's some really intense typing <laughs> oh
3: i'm sorry
1: <laughs> yeah wow
2: you're,
1: that's my looking up faces international right that, that, now that, that's the am...
2: equivalent of yeah <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah
1: um yeah it was that was another scam where it was just you know trying to um, it was one of those things where it was a company where they provided acting classes and headshots and manager stuff, but in turn they would charge way too much money so mm-hmm. that they can get whatever kickbacks um, from the profits of that. and it became this huge like exploitative thing and they ended up going out of business and was in the news and stuff. And so I sort of wrote it off as something I was not going to do. And then senior year in high school, a casting company uh, came to my school, and apparently they were auditioning for a role in a uh, fast food commercial. And they had auditioned a bunch of boys, all like, you know, I was I was a senior at that time. And um, we got a notice in the morning earlier in the week that a company was going to come and they want to audition uh, the senior the senior boys in, in the school. Uh, It was an undisclosed commercial, undisclosed fast food commercial. I went in, I read the part, and I booked the commercial off of that. And it turned out to be a Little Caesars pizza commercial. Oh. And from that, I got an agent, and then I got headshots. And six months later, I was on a, uh, yeah, six months later, I was on a TV show called VR Troopers. So
3: that's
1: kind of, yeah. The week John I knows book...
3: VR Troopers well. I
1: know the week, it well. I
0: booked...
1: the week I booked VR Troopers, I also auditioned for another Power Rangers-style show called Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Oh, wow. Oh, crap. What, what part did you uh, audition for? The You know, the nerdy part, because that was what <laughs> I would go out for all the time. Do you um you remember the show? Because if I remember correctly, the guy uh, from Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Corin short- Nemec? Of- uh, not him. His nerdy friend with the trench coat uh, on the show. I can't remember the guy's name, but he got booked as the character I auditioned for. It wasn't. The, then, was it the
2: bad guy or the or the one who was Matthew Lawrence's friend? Dude, I never watched the show. Oh, <laughs> I, I
0: don't
1: know I'm what sorry. He was, he was uh, the nerdy guy. I wasn't a. I don't think he was a
3: bad guy. I didn't get the part. I don't watch the show.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no. I auditioned for that, and then I auditioned for VR Troopers, like two days later. Mm. And, um, that, yeah, was very, record, that was a very
2: graduated high school. I,
1: I was on a TV show. Nice. You had what, like
3: 45 episodes, right?
1: Uh, no. Uh, it was like 70.
3: Oh, geez. Okay. That's yeah, pretty awesome. They,
1: they did a total of like 90-something episodes in two years, which was insane. Jeez. And I was only supposed to be on four episodes, but they liked me so much, they kept me. And then exploited the fuck out of me for two years. Oof. Um, you say I, that
3: with anger in your voice. I Whoa. do
1: because I don't have a fond, um, uh, I don't have a fond perspective of Saban Entertainment and how they treated their child talent. And mm. technically, I was not child talent because I was eighteen and right out of high school. But it was it was really exploitative the way that they um, had us working twelve to sixteen hour days. and had us doing most of our own stunts and it was non-union and first week i i mean not first week first year i was on the show first season i was guaranteed a hundred dollars for a day of work and i was working something like 12 to 16 hours a day but to really get that their money's worth they tried to shoot all of my scenes in one day. So I literally got paid a hundred dollars a week. So because oh, most of the time I would just work one day a week.
3: Hmm. Yeah. That sounds like the, the, the non-union extra work around here is usually about a hundred, hundred dollars a day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure back in 1994, it would have been way, way less than that. Right. Um, you know, when I, when I came back for season two, I, I renegotiated. I'm like, there's no fucking way to come back for that amount of money and we renegotiated it to um 250 a day guaranteed two days of work a week and Mm -hmm. that was way better but um you know after vr troopers was canceled there was this big lawsuit you know because power rangers actors wanted to renegotiate for better pay and saban was like no we can just recast you and there was this big uh, lawsuit between the Screen Actors Guild and Saban in the late seven, uh, um, the late nineties. And um, I did not get any reparations for that, but ah. it was good to know that they were finally being held accountable for right. for how yeah. they were treating their talent. Like that, they didn't even care. It was just all about getting the work done. Because at just the end of the day, out. it was yeah,
3: it, yeah, yeah. Mm. Wonderful. Gross. <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, that, that's that's kind of gross.
1: Yeah. So when I when I was called to be a celebrity guest at the Power Rangers convention in 2010, it was an anxiety attack for me because I was like, right. "Oh my god!" And but so then flashbacks,
3: basically. Right. PTSD. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And I no longer looked like how I looked then. So people like who I used to work with on the show didn't even know who the hell I was. Oh my <laughs> god! I went up to say hi. You know, I was no longer this like unhealthy, skinny little boy and I had a beard and all that. And um, but I met a lot of fans and that's when it started really sinking in that I actually I may have a bad um, perspective of this, but my work on that show, no matter how silly or dumb I, I thought of it as really helped some people. Do you know what I mean? Like I had fans come up to me I this one guy come up to me and said he was homeschooled all his life. And I was his only friend growing up. Oh, wow. And I was like, are you, are you kidding me? (laughs) But, but also one thing I realized is that there's a lot of autistic people who go to the power Rangers convention. And I'm not, I'm not at all (laughs) saying that as a joke. Like it's really, it's really interesting to me to see that this, this niche show the fandom, 80% of the, the fandom um, were on the spectrum in some way. Huh. And oh, wow. they connected in some way to these characters and to these stories and still do all these years later. Man. And so just knowing that my work affected people in, in a way that was positive, I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to go back to my cubicle on my, but sure.
3: You know. See, I, I don't feel like my current work uh, affects people. I feel like that's why I'm trying to go down this whole road that you've yeah. traveled.
1: That's that's what um, I'm just my... get, I'm just getting back into it, man. I like, you know, for the past ten years, I have sort of pivoted into working as a TV critic, um, and you know, I got laid off a year ago, and I'm still in SAG, and suddenly I have a manager, and I just got new headshots done. But it's weird, like I, I'm I feel so disconnected from it now. It's it's a weird road to travel. Hmm. Sorry
4: for interrupting you. No, I, <laughs> I I can't wait to be disenchanted with the whole enterprise and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and industry of it. Like I I look forward to that in the most twisted way. But I was gonna say with the like in terms of the the satisfaction of doing a job. Like me and my wife, we quit our jobs, moved up to Oregon here, and we both just got part-time jobs and we're laying low for the most part, but she ended up working with, um, doing special needs, um, coaching job coaching. Yeah. And it's been like the most fulfilling and like enlightening experience of her life and career. And yeah, it's, it's, it's so, it feels so much better to have a bad day there than it ever did doing like the corporate
1: grind anywhere else. Right. Like- right. Right. No, exactly. And, and that's, that's what I mean by that. Like, I guess what I'm saying is, when I used to be full-time, like, hardcore into pursuing acting, there was no real balance there. And every audition I went into, it was like, in my head, it was all or nothing. It was like, make it or break it. If I don't book this job, I'm a fuck-up. And Mm -hmm. then I started realizing I needed to work out some of the things in my life. And in the process, SAG went on strike. My agent died and oh, I geez. stopped booking jobs so I I went in and I t- to like a desk job which did not fulfill me at all but it was stable like I worked mm-hmm. it for like 7 years mm-hmm. and when I got laid off there I decided well this does not fulfill me I really enjoy writing and I have a lot to say about TV and movies and stuff and I used kind of like a hobby and like I mentioned earlier with Geek Nation that was the first place that actually paid me to write Mm. and that was fulfilling for a while but now here we are in 2018 and i'm like (laughs) you know uh, there's clickbait all over the fucking place everybody has a podcast Mm. and no offense to you guys i have two (laughs) uh, i have i have three and it's like it's like well well you know what am i doing this for am i doing this to um to feel like I'm staying connected with, with what's going on with what I enjoy, or am I doing it to fulfill myself? And that's kind of how I started getting back into the acting thing, which I guess mm. once an actor, always an actor, but it's, hmm. it's weird. Yeah. I live in LA where everyone's a fucking actor. So there's also that, yeah. that stigma of like, I don't want to be like all these, all these, you know, handsome young guys. Cause obviously I'm a handsome older guy. Um, hanging out at Starbucks, running their lines or whatever, (laughs) you know, it's just like, there's this materialistic surface level uh, inauthenticity that, that kind of comes with cliches of this city. And
4: so. so,
3: Yeah.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. I'm coming from a a completely,
3: I'm I'm coming from a completely opposite uh, (sighs) direction. Um, You know, I, I, my family was a military family every male in my extended family was in the military i was in the military there was no room for the arts if you know what i mean and at this point i I did the military i was in the army for five years got out worked for the government you know benefits are great stable all that not really fulfilling anymore no it's it it pays the bills you know it gives me security but i don't love it right and but you could be
1: helping to make America great again.
2: Oh, God. No. No. let's not All go right. there.
3: And we're no. done, folks. Good night. <laughs> yeah, yep.
4: That's been the podcast, Matt. Where can they find you? In-
2: yeah, <laughs> we're never gonna have. <laughs> back, so, uh yeah. <laughs> and before the chopper flies over your house. Oh, yeah. Boy.
3: But yeah, so it's it's funny. It's I've done this for so long. The stability thing. It just it. It's I don't know how to describe it. There's no passion for it anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: what I found from the acting, I started taking classes about three or four years ago, started doing improv, started taking acting classes, uh, classes and I've just uh, – uh, voice classes. I've just really enjoyed it. And yeah. I feel like it's something that could fill in something missing. I, I don't right, know how. Right, Yeah.
1: Right. Well, no, you said it right there. And, and my my wife tells me a lot, you know, pursue what makes you feel expansive, not contractive, right? Hmm. Like whether it's I I I've dealt so long with the idea of I'm a failure if I'm not making money at this or if I'm not uh building a career on it but at the end of the day I suddenly like like right now I'm freelancing as a journalist uh in Los Angeles for pop culture entertainment stuff right Hmm. uh there was a time where that was my goal to do this full time and then that goal happened, and I was working as an associate editor at Zap to it for almost mm. two years, and it was a soul sucking venture. And oh, made geez. me hate watching TV. Uh, it it turned it into work. You know, I was working like sixty hours a week, watching every fucking show imaginable, and then <laughs> what what it what turned what my hobby became my career, but then. My hobby was gone. <laughs> it was like mm. my hobby yep. became sleeping,
3: <laughs> it's, which, so which is, it's which is good. It's scary how close that is to, to, to mine. Um, you know, doing the IT for a lot of my uh, life, my goal was to work for Microsoft. That was like, you know, I do everything Active Directory, Windows related. The goal was to work for Microsoft. And I actually got hired by Microsoft, worked for them for four years, and then quit because it was the most horrible thing ever.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm.
3: it killed the passion i had for it yeah right their corporate culture was just it was crushing
2: and see that's why i'm uh, in a way i'm glad i didn't uh, get to live up to my dream of working for adult swim because i saw the way some of my friends out there were being treated
3: oh yeah oh yeah i've I've actually heard bad things about adult swim and how they treat their talents
2: well turner is just a, an awful place to begin with i keep hoping at&t buys up just another big corporation sucking everything up and shitting it all out yeah. whoa yeah like speaking of wow. turner how amazing or crazy is it that they gave rick and morty 70 episodes
1: so we talked about that last week on my show and jack doesn't buy it and then we came up with the theory that it's going to be 71-minute min- episodes. <laughs> oh, my
3: God. That's right. I've, I listened to that one, yeah. And I wouldn't put it past Adult Swim to do that. You no. know,
2: you know that is, that actually is an Adult Swim thing. Yeah, I, I it wouldn't, wouldn't be like, put like it past the Aqua Teen them.
3: Hunger Force thing. Show the mm-hmm. whole season. No, show, show
2: the whole. screens. Show, show the movie. Oh, we're going to the... show the movie on April 1st. Oh, no. It's In a one-inch be... square down at yes. the bottom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when I first heard about it, I'm like, number one, this doesn't sound real, because it makes them sound more like FX. Where, what what is the thing? It's like nine nine and ninety. I think I heard, like they get greenlit for like nine episodes, and then if if, if it passes FX's approval and the ratings and everything, it they get like ninety episodes.
3: Who'd you hear that from? There. Yeah,
2: I think I heard it on on Howard Stern, like when. Uh, George Lopez had a show on there.
1: Oh, so like a long time ago.
2: Yeah. I don't
1: think that model is still the same as, as it was. Like, I don't think... Probably not. It, they did that with, with certain comedies on FX, like...
2: Um, Anger Management.
1: Yeah, exactly, like that. And then they canceled the show. Mm. Um, you know, I don't think they do that anymore.
3: No. Mm.
1: Because they probably learned that was not a good formula... For success well, yeah,
3: hey, as long as Walking Dead gets another 23 seasons we'll oh. all be okay. <laughs> we can so do I,
0: it that was hey, sarcasm Aaron sure, if you I'm didn't sh- detect that I'm
2: sure New York New York Comic-Con will be happy because they can keep putting Walking Dead on the badge for the next 20 years San <laughs>
1: oh, Diego Comic-Con too I, but, oh wait no that's Warner Brothers never mind oh, as I um, said, New
3: York Comic-Con has done that for about the last eight years they've had the Walking Dead on their badges easily yeah.
2: Like Walking Dead, Walking Dead. Okay. What well, are you gonna do still, when you don't have it anymore?
1: They're still well, they're planning on building a Walking Dead universe on AMC to have other like spin-offs or, or whatever. That's what I read. I read because uh, Scott Gimple got got oh uh, yeah to like artistic director of the Walking
3: Dead or something. Oh god. Really? An extended universe, but beyond the fear of the Walking Dead.
4: The yeah. Walking Dead cinematic universe, oh, the, the Avengers of the Walking Dead, yeah. <laughs> Avengers versus Walking Dead.
3: Yeah, I just that that show needs to stop. It needs to. It it was fun for a while. I stopped watching it about, I guess, two years ago. I just it there's it was too much watch, rinse repeat.
2: Yeah, you well, know, yeah, you know. I still
3: read the comics. Uh, I still think the comics have something interesting to them, but the show is bad. I I don't know.
1: Indeed, it's become its I own. I don't know cliche. what to say. I had to watch it for Rotten Tomatoes this past year, and it um, you know watching it for work is fine. Pay me to watch The Walking Dead. I'll watch. Well, sure, Yeah, you know, that's, that's the only most, time I
2: watched American Idol was when that company was paying me for their same cari- here.
1: Wow, same here. I did the exact same thing. I actually got to interview J Lo and uh, Ryan Seacrest on the finale episode when oh, it was that's on cool. Fox. Which
3: um, one of those two were more horrible? Right. Uh, Mine was who the was opposite. To stand?
2: <laughs> I had they to do it, it for research purposes because I was working for the company that makes uh, karaoke. Oh, oh wow! I mean, they were she nice. bangs,
3: she bangs. Mm. Right. So they were nice.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Harry Connick Jr. gave me a hug. Oh. But they didn't tell me I was going to be interviewing them until, like, last minute. And I had no questions prepared. So that was (laughs) interesting. But, like, going back to The Walking Dead, like, I feel like Negan ruined it.
3: Yeah. That was – I watched the first episode of that season when Negan came out, and that was it. Because – okay, go ahead.
1: No, I'm sorry. just I feel like he ruined it in the sense that there was so much buzz behind his arrival Hmm. and so much buildup. That when he showed up, he became like this mustache twirling, uh, scene character villain. That like we got no real other sides to his character until way too late in his story arc, where it was just like every episode, um, we're gonna see what Negan does, you know.
3: <laughs> so I like Negan in the comics. Um, I don't know if you've read the comics at all.
1: I have. Uh,
3: I I found I found him. You know, over the top and enjoyable, but he is a comic book character villain, right? And he was good in the comics, but it did not translate to TV. And Jeffrey Dean Morgan is great; he he encapsulates Negan well enough, but the character itself doesn't translate. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, no, and and you know, each the, the 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 wash rinse repeat thing you were talking about, like every two seasons, The Walking Dead moves to a new location, and finds a new villain, right? Mm. Mm -hmm. We have had Negan as a concept since season six. He finally is introduced in the final episode of season six as a cliffhanger. Then we got season seven, and then we got season, I believe, eight just ended? Yeah. Motherfucker's still alive, and so it's Mm -hmm. like now... I know that they're going to be moving forward and introducing more whatever, but we're getting to a point now where it's like, okay, the formula's old. There was a time when I wanted zombies on television. Christ. Now I don't want zombies anywhere ever again.
0: Mm.
3: I made the mistake of watching the first season of fear the walking dead.
1: Oh, I tried it was
3: horrible. And every character on it was horrible. But like now
1: that show is
3: better than The Walking
1: Dead. I don't know if you've, if you've tuned back in. I haven't come back, no. It's way better now. And I'm not saying it's better because Morgan has moved from The Walking Dead to Fear the Walking Dead. But I think the main strength there is that they don't have a comic book or any sort of subject matter to adapt from. It's all original characters and original story.
3: Um, mm-hmm. I do that's like Lenny James. That, that yeah.
4: premiere episode was really good, but I don't think that's it doesn't show you anything for the rest of the show the season like that was like a guest director special scenario (laughs) as opposed to uh
1: did you watch episode two because i think they didn't oh well then that's your problem
4: well well, because i i really like that one but then seeing the trailers like this the scenes from the season it's like oh god what happened like yeah it felt like a
1: different show completely Fear the Walking Dead has excelled in the sense that they keep bringing on Deadwood actors, and <laughs> okay. if you keep bringing more Deadwood actors to the table, I will continue watching. I say that as a guy that only watched the
3: first two episodes of this season. So if they bring on Ian McShane, I will watch it. Right?
2: <laughs> if I they
3: can should, have a man crush change the name him, to Fear awesome.
2: the Walking Deadwood, <laughs>
1: how long did that take you to come up with that? Oh God, uh,
2: I have corny jokes. On can that. I tell you?
3: You know what? That's a good one, though. I will allow that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, you know, if Ian McShane shows up, I'll watch Fear the Walking Dead. I feel like that's fair, right? Yeah. Yeah, I ain't mad at it. (laughs) All right. Good show. Okay. So, (laughs) yeah.
4: Should we talk about some of the excellent shows that are getting canceled?
1: Oh, my God.
3: Yeah, yeah that what is, the hell uh, happened this season?
1: Motherfucker. Okay, so I I I did a lot of research on this. If you're talking about, well, every year at this time things get canceled, right? Because it's, well, yeah, it's it's, it's upfront season. Time, but Fox, such a bloodbath over at Fox, it really and was. Part of that is that they have a new deal with NFL that Thursday night is going to be Thursday oh. night football in the fall at Fox, oh. and they have uh, squared away something like thirty hours of football. Entertainment
4: well and how uh, many with... billions of dollars that they can't spend on anything else now
1: <laughs> yeah, so between that and now that Fox is uh on the verge of being owned by Disney, who also mm. owns ABC, the network that canceled Last Man Standing, who currently has Roseanne on, which got renewed for a second season because oh my god roseanne's uh, uh, Roseanne so, yeah so oh the they pain. canceled Last Man on Earth, they canceled the Mick. They canceled Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which got renewed over at uh, NBC. NBC, thankfully. Because Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a universal television show. Right. So they could do that. But then they they resurrected Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. Why? At Fox. Because they're calling it the Roseanne Effect. And now that Disney owns Fox, Disney owned that show. It's just... And then the Lethal Weapon shit. I mean... Oh, yeah.
3: That
1: was... (laughs) it's
4: pretty
3: intense why did they not just cancel the show
1: i I, okay i know i know some things huh Um, tell me some things fox has a three-year investment in this show which is owned owned by warner brothers Hmm. and uh i spoke to matt miller last year who is the showrunner and creator and he said he had a three-season story arc planned for this show um warner brothers and fox have a three-season deal and if they would have canceled the show, Fox would have basically lost a shitload of money to Warner. Oh, so that's why they're bringing Stifler in. Yeah. The Blaine Crawford thing, I mean... Is he that bad, or is... No. My personal experience is he's a nice guy. When I when I was on set, he was really passionate. Like, we... we um, press got to go in and screen the first episode of season two on the Fox lot, and then move over and go to, like, this... There was this like uh, taco truck party on the lot with the cast and crew of Lethal Weapon. So I'm in there watching the the season premiere, and Clayne Crawford snuck in, was sitting behind me. And I noticed him behind me, and he was watching the episode. And I got to talk to him later about the show. And it was all about how he uh, wasn't completely happy with this detail and that detail. And it really came off that he was a perfectionist Mm -hmm. regarding storytelling. And he also directed some episodes. Mm-hmm. And what it ended up, I, I think what what it comes down to is that he got a little bit too intense mm-hmm. on set and had never been on a broadcast network show before. And um brought like independent movie making mentality <laughs> to this. And the problem mm-hmm. there is that Damon Wayans is a mm-hmm. heavy hitter. He's been working with Fox. Since the early '90s, yeah. well, he is the big dog on this show, and they stopped getting along because of an incident on set. And then Damon that the shrapnel thing. Yeah, he showed up the next thing? day with a list of things he would not do, which included running downstairs and holding a gun. And I'm like, "Motherfucker, you're on the <laughs> weapon.
0: How can you not do of those things?"
1: <laughs> then they they stopped talking. They got into a fight and stopped talking. And around that same time, it made the news that Damon Wayans just got a new condo in Burbank within driving distance of set. So, okay, if oh, Robert is considered to be a loose cannon, um, as unfortunate as this is, because Riggs should not be an expendable character, it feels like they made him expendable. And I, I, I don't know. I, you, you think Fox would learn their lesson with what happened with the X-Files in its original run when Mulder and, uh, left... And they mm-hmm. brought in new people and then it went down the tubes or the new 24, which yeah. didn't get because Jack Bauer wasn't there. Like, I don't think people are going to tune in um as much because Clayne Crawford made the show. Flip side whoa, of that whoa. though is that you know, Sean William Scott, he's never done television before, and mm-hmm. middle America loves American Pie and Stifler. I feel like <laughs> he's gonna bring in uh, an audience that was not watching previously. I was, I, I
3: say, was do you actually think thinking of watching myself. Do you think right? they're going to bring him as Country Riggs? Does nobody get that reference?
1: Uh,
4: nope. No.
3: It's Always Sunny, Country Mac and Mac. Oh. Stifler was his cousin.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah.
3: Jesus. Oh. Really? Nobody? nobody? Okay. I need Never to watch more of It's Always Sunny.
4: They have four thousand episodes of that goddamn show.
3: Wow. And that's the best background TV in the world.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I like I'll tune in and watch it. Um I'm friends with the guy that plays Captain Avery and I was talking to him about it. He's excited just for the simple fact that he still has a job. He's know? getting paid like, for another no season. Shit. Yeah, he has a wife and a kid that he has to support. And um So basically, if
3: Fox do not piss off awayance, brother.
1: Mm. I guess. I guess. I mean, they also canceled The Exorcist, which I saw that coming. Which, but you know, bullshit.
3: and Lucifer, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I might be the only one in here. I still watched that show. Yeah, I, I, don't I know, know
2: now. I'm curious to see if if he gets the Constantine effect of, oh, uh, now he'll show up on Arrow. <laughs> well, it was on <laughs> Fox, so yeah, that's a Fox show. I don't well, think there's Constantine was before. on NBC.
1: Yeah, but it was owned by Philly. Warner Brothers. It was a yeah. Warner Brothers TV show, so but I think- Warner Brothers owned the CW, and that is how they were able to move that across.
2: Mm. Oh, is Lucifer not Warner Brothers? Because it's
1: DC uh, Comics. No, Lucifer is Fox.
3: Yeah. Oh. That's completely yeah. separate.
1: Okay. Yeah, it becomes, the waters become a little muddied here when you talk about TV show ownership. To you know? Last Man on Earth is a Fox show. Got canceled, can't go anywhere else. Mm. Um... Well, except know, uh, maybe if they want to take it to Hulu cuz Fox has ownership in Hulu like
3: it's so uh, is because Fox owns the 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 show itself or the rights to the show or how does that work Well like the like Lethal Weapon is owned by
1: Warner Brothers cuz Warner Brothers has the rights to the original movies and the the IP um mm. they got in partnership with Fox to air the show. And I'm assuming they did that because they tried selling the show elsewhere and it didn't get picked up anywhere. So they have a deal in place to air the show and both Warner Brothers and Fox reaps whatever benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, but with a show like last man on earth, that was a 20th century Fox production. Um uh Lucifer 20th century Fox production, but okay. Constantine was Warner brothers, but they were airing it on NBC.
0: Hmm.
3: Okay, because I hear things like uh, The Expanse got cancelled, sadly. Um, yeah. And that was done... Now they... So what makes that... What makes it... Uh... How can they shop that one around for a new network? Like, does the net... does, uh, Sci-Fi not own the rights to the show? You know what uh, I
1: mean? Uh, you know, I don't know the details behind that. Are they trying to shop The Expanse around?
3: Yeah, they're trying to shop that to Netflix and Hulu and a few others. Well, they could probably sell it. Well, well uh
1: sci-fi is owned by universal which is the same company that owns usa uh and uh nbc and um oh shit i was wrong you know what you're right lucifer is warner brothers
2: oh hey huh. yeah cuz it was i know it's a dc uh comic uh thing.
1: yeah yep hmm. well
3: i am same, man.
2: i am
1: eating crow right now uh, you know i don't Sorry. know man um <laughs> no it's fine i don't want to be saying wrong things
2: <laughs> well, some, I don't want to some, say One of our, that are one wrong. Of our uh, couple, a few listeners, probably would have called you out on it anyway. Yeah, it's gonna well. be a Twitter firestorm. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, #Hashtag you're get Aaron like... was wrong. <laughs>
3: There's gonna be three people tweeting that. Uh-huh.
2: The, yeah, people, you know the people, the at... people, the people who heard Yanni <laughs> are gonna believe it. Oh,
1: oh my god! I'm looking at the I the you know the IMDb page for The Expanse. Um, it looks like much like Hannibal was. It looks like The Expanse is owned by a production company separate from the network. So um, it's a
3: third party that sold it to Sci Fi? So Sci Fi is
1: one of the distributors. Netflix is one of the distributors, but okay. overseas. Um, Sky TV in New Zealand is one of the distributors. So, like, when Hannibal was on NBC, the reason why they can still try to shop Hannibal around or do new episodes is because that was owned by Galmont Entertainment and not by NBC. The hmm. Expanse looks to me like it's owned by Alcon Entertainment and Sean Daniel
2: Company, whatever that, whatever is. that is. Alcon hmm. sounds familiar. I forget who owns that.
3: Okay, interesting.
2: That kind of reminds yeah, me of oh, oh, it. does get complicated
3: and confusing. Or, was, again, uh, I, I don't understand half of Hollywood, so yeah, or probably that... or.
2: It all reminds me of the times uh, Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles was on Fox. Oh God! And was owned by Warner, and it was too much money for Fox to keep that or Dollhouse. And they're like, "Oh well, Joss Whedon, we canceled his Firefly after one season. Let's give Dollhouse a second season." And it sucked.
1: Yeah. Well, wasn't that around the time that Fox canceled Lie to Me, Terminator: The Sarah Connor Chronicles? I th- um, so? what's the, there was another show Human Target um, Human Target oh, yes, God. Were those shows I love that so show too bring, so they could bring in Terra Nova which was supposed to be their oh, big the, the big dinosaur show that really just tanked
3: Oh, I got my to see God. Stephen Lang and fucking what's his name Momoa at New York Comic Con for Terra Nova that year <laughs>
1: uh,
3: I mean Stephen Lang is awesome Jason Momoa is well, you know how I feel about him. Yeah. I've
1: just I'm still pissed off at Fox for canceling some good shows to bring such a piece of shit to
2: the network. Uh they've they've mm-hmm. done they've done worse stuff. Who yeah, wants to like cancel wants, the exorcist. Cancelled Married with Children for Who Wants to Marry a Multimillionaire.
3: They haven't said anything about Legion yet. Oh god. Oh, oh god. god. And I, I know you have a personal tie to that show, but I fucking love that show. I yeah. haven't watched it season <laughs> any of it
1: i've seen the first episode and then i jumped forward to watch 10 minutes of the episode i'm in
3: you watch your episode
1: <laughs> and, but i don't even know the context because i was so tired that i tuned in and i'm like oh cool there i am i'll watch this another time and i went to bed i have not at all kept up with this season of legion at all it it's okay. it's more than me. I'm like, no, I'm sorry. But part of it's because I used to work at my job that used to be my show that I had to cover all the time. So knowing that I don't need to watch it exactly when it airs gives me this like idea of freedom where I can <laughs> separate Fair on enough. my own time. But now the more and more that I'm becoming separated from it, I'm just like, uh, eh, I'll get to it
4: sometime. I love
3: the show and it is so I guess the weird would that be a good term for it?
4: It's ah. it's brain melting, abstract, it's transcendental. <laughs> Whoa! It's it's a natural like high because yeah, your your brain just doesn't know how to, how to process what the hell's going on.
3: You know, I I, I looked up the backstory of Farouk the the Shadow King. I, I started reading some old comics again with him and Xavier and all, and this show just it takes it to another level. Huh. And again, they haven't announced, canceled, or renewed, right? And I'm guessing canceled at this point.
1: Yeah, like everything else. You you think Legion's going to be canceled?
3: I I don't think so. I don't know if it's going to get a third season. Well, did what? I didn't
1: think
4: Expanse was going to get canceled. Yeah. Did Atlanta get canceled?
1: I think that Legion is going to get a third season. Noah Hawley has an overall deal with FX, and now that. Ryan Murphy has left the channel and you know I feel like there is definitely room to keep this relationship God. going. Did they cancel a,
2: did they cancel Atlanta? No. No, that's oh. that's got another season. They they canceled one of the shows on FX, I thought. Uh they didn't move forward with the Deadpool show. Yeah, well that oh, was I think right. gonna be on FXX and I know the guys who were gonna work on that, they work on Archer.
3: They did cancel Inhumans and no one saw that coming. Ah,
2: I still haven't seen Inhumans.
3: Yeah, exactly. No one saw Inhumans. And then
2: everyone was left in suspense about S.H.I.E.L.D.
3: Wait, is S.H.I.E.L.D. still on?
2: Uh, Yeah, they renewed it one one more season. They didn't say it was the last.
3: Uh, See, that's another one that I watched the first season and hated it and never Uh, came back. And I've heard it's gotten better.
2: It did for a while, then it then it like slid off for a bit, and then it, it's trying to come back. They're trying a lot of the original stuff to it now because I guess they were under the impression they weren't going to get a fifth season, so they were going to end it on like uh like a finite ending.
3: I, I never watched Once Upon a Time or any any of those shows. Fuck, no, my no. fiance used to
2: watch that, and she gave up because they kept changing Ugh. the characters up.
3: And. Uh... Yeah, how, Aaron, how did you feel about the last season of X-Files?
1: <laughs> are you asking because you were trolling me on Twitter? A little bit. Matt, uh, a troll? No. 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 Would, would I ever troll? I, no. No. I have, this, I have the same feeling about the last season of X-Files as I did the previous season of X-Files, is that <laughs> yeah. the best episodes are the one that, are the ones that Chris Carter does not direct or write. You sound like um, Matt. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to keep that storyline going, especially oh my god, the finale was just the wonder <sighs> why Jillian Anderson was like, fuck this, I'm out. <laughs> you know?
3: Yeah, um, we don't need to bring this back anymore.
1: God. No. Um, I liked the one-off episodes, like the Black Mirror style episode where Oh, the elect the technology there. thing? Yeah, I loved that episode where they didn't even talk for like the first 10 or 15 minutes I
3: think um there was no no dialogue the entire episode but is was that there? right
1: yeah. yeah yeah i feel like there was some really good episodes there where they were experimenting with um different storytelling narratives and they uh they really brought some fucked up stories to the table with that um what was that one episode where Mr. it was Chuckle like Teeth. not that one that's the one you were trolling me with on twitter <laughs> um, i love that one <laughs> Not that one. The one that got really dark, that where it was like in the 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 bowels of a of of like a um a vacant building, where it was at the bottom of this elevator shaft, and it was like this cult, but it was like a vampire cult that kept this woman young by by attaching.
3: Oh God, were they were they back to back? Yeah, that one. Oh, that was dark as shit. Yeah,
1: and I got to gotta them, give them. I got to give them props for still putting out episodes that that really creeped me the fuck out that like yeah, that, you know man. it's it's that hard was reminiscent to do that to of me. home exactly and it was the same writer oh was I, it I think, I think his name is Brian Wong or uh, i'll look this up right now cuz i i was like this feels much like cuz home was a uh, an episode that got banned yeah. from airing for like 20 years that, that was the uh, me I one. It
3: as a, as, that was the incest where they kept the mother uh, under the
1: bed under the yes. yeah had, like she had, like, no arms or legs.
3: They mm-hmm. yeah, would just roll her out to copulate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. That, that, that episode, I remember that one fucked me up as a younger kid.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember the just James just Wong. The baby. His name is, uh, I think his name is James Wong. And I think he's the one who came back to, uh, uh, to write that episode that we're talking about. And He was oh. the one that did Home.
3: I thought Mr. Chuckle was very much a supernatural episode. Very much so, yeah. <laughs> and I don't mind that. I still watch Supernatural, which I, I probably shouldn't admit, but I do too. Right. I mean, it's been going on so long; they just have fun with it. Hmm. I don't know what I—I yes. I, I don't have a, an excuse for that one. Well, it's no, I mean, Ash you know, the Evil Dead couldn't get that. Well, mm.
1: Supernatural has a following. Ash vs. Evil Dead went through multiple showrunners and stars didn't advertise yeah. the show. Like, stars. That's, they, yeah. that's stars. That's the bottom line. They had they had they, they had the show in the can.
2: They had season 3 in the can a year ago. They blew, and they held on to it. Really? Yeah. Jeez. They blew their budget what? on on the New York Comic Con uh scare House. <laughs> did they have a maze out there? Yeah, they like. I think every season that they had the show, um, they had like a this little maze that they'd bring you through, and it was like it was basically like a replica of the set, I guess. Like, the oh, first, yeah,
1: they like, did something like that at uh, Halloween Horror Nights last year, but still, it was like, okay, you have a maze for Ash vs. Evil Dead. When is the
3: show gonna air? <laughs> they sat on it for over a year, that's crazy. Yeah, that yeah, was like. It, it, because like the first two seasons both aired on uh, Halloween, Halloweens. right? Yeah.
1: Right. Instead, this past Halloween they aired, I think it was Outlander hey, or something. Well, and Outlander Jesus. is such a huge show for them. Uh, yeah.
3: Now I will say I might have been part of the problem. I actually had to download the episodes because I'm not paying for Stars. So how dare you? you know, I will take a little uh, of that, you know, burden. You bastard. But Shame. yeah. Shame. Shame. Is Outlander still on? Yes.
4: Yeah. yeah I, I, hear, I, hear it's,
3: I hear it's a good show. Never watched it.
2: I, I was forced to watch an episode. Something about, about a boat and like sexy stuff happened. And
1: Yep. I
4: that's a, I mean
2: that's right. a good way to sum it up. Oh. My fiance watches it.
3: So really? my last question to all of you guys. Mm-hmm. Westworld. What is the actual story of Westworld?
2: I have no idea. What? I haven't what watched you, this season
3: yet. It was what, a movie, wasn't it?
2: Yeah,
1: it was a Michael Crichton movie.
3: But no, I mean, I mean the, the, the TV show. A, I know the a, Michael Crichton question. Yeah. The the TV show. What is the actual story we, of the TV show?
2: We got off of Outlander 5 minutes ago, hon. You're the uh, only one watching it, Matt.
1: How
4: can we answer this? I am, also, guys-
1: watching, I am also watching Westworld, and I got to say, Westworld is in canon with the uh, Michael Crichton TV show. I mean, Michael Crichton movie. Oh. I um, love it, was, it. Don't get me wrong. Feels, I love it. I feel like it's the same story. It's the same story as the movie. The Delos Corporation created this theme park uh, in the future that um, for really one percenters, for rich people, could go and live out there deepest, darkest fantasies, right? Isn't that the story? But that's kind
3: of where the movie stopped.
1: Yeah, but that's also where the movie continued in the sequel. Future Future World? World, And then it continued in the short-lived 80s CBS series, Beyond Westworld, that was canceled after five episodes. I never Um, knew of that. Yeah, it's, I mean, they're still going that route, but, you know, this season, it feels like they're really tapping into something deeper with what what dr ford was doing at delos but um uh, like i can't answer where they're going with it but, but i feel but, like it's the same story but if i were uh,
3: so if you were to describe it to someone it's not you know if someone were to say okay give me a, a quick you know one line synopsis what is this story about what would a you robot say theme park.
1: what is this story about is
3: is it awakening and- uh, in
1: one in one sentence. Yeah, basically. Um, Give me your Jurassic elevator pitch. park with robots. Um, this yeah. I mean it is Jurassic Park with robots. It's the same fucking guy, but Ooh.
0: <laughs>
4: oh,
1: you know what it is? It's what um fucking Malcolm says
4: when when disneyland opened and parts of the caribbean broke down the, the pirates didn't eat the fucking tourists well no this is that all right <laughs> this, <is, laughs> this is what would have happened if that had come to re-
1: reality
3: i appreciate that reference
1: i mean i guess it comes to it comes down to the question of of consciousness um and uh and and, and like like there's a tv show called humans that is on amc that also mm-hmm. explores the same theme of Alt, uh what's it called uh, artificial intelligence but if they're given consciousness and uh, are, are they still second class citizens is there mm-hmm. free will are they are they should they be allowed to pursue a a normal existence a quote unquote normal existence in this world or or what so i feel like that's really the crux of of the whole show
4: hmm. all right Conversations about soul, and what does it mean to be alive? In air quotes.
3: Yeah, just trying to figure out, like, you know, what would be a good tagline for this? Uh, you know, like young farm girl awakens, finds love. No, that's not it. Uh, you know what I mean?
1: Hmm.
3: I do. I do. T- you I've want a told one by? One million. I can't
1: give it to you. You've, I've been yes. told
2: by a million people I gotta watch it, so eventually I'll I'll watch it.
3: How are you not watching it?
2: Because I don't have goddamn HBO. Same. Wow. You don't, you oh, don't apparently have anyone's
1: like, do. HBO Go password.
4: I'm going to HBO. Not go anymore, they cancel like the them, apparently we have
2: HBO. I was just notified that we might have wow. HBO. <laughs> well, there you
3: well, go. Well, you have no excuse now, John.
2: Oh, it's on Amazon Prime, apparently. Thank you, hon.
3: And what's your excuse, Jason?
2: I'm going to wait
4: and get go for like the last month of the season.
3: And just binge the hell out of it. Yeah. All right. That's fair. I don't huh. need to does... pay for
4: HBO for six months <laughs> or however long it's going to take.
3: I mean, I feel like there's actually a lot of good production on HBO.
1: Yes. Yes. For sure. Yes.
3: Hmm. Barry. Watch I, I...
1: Barry. Barry okay. is an oh, yeah, episode, Barry. half hour series. It's the best new show HBO has hmm. possibly the best new show on TV.
2: I've heard good Ooh. things.
3: Okay, I, I, yeah, I've heard great things about it. And you know, so some my uh, one of my buddies, as I go through these acting classes, the things I learned, he's like, dude, watch uh, Barry, uh, just watch yeah, Barry. Yeah.
1: yeah, you'll have a you'll have a, a different kind of appreciation. Well, he's like, he's show.
3: ex-military, he's all this stuff, he's and he goes
1: to acting stuff. class. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yep. <laughs> this is true. <crazy>. Oh man, <laughs> I need to watch put this. Put that together. All right, that is the next show on my list. I still, like, HBO still has Silicon Valley, which is, it's, it's, for me, Silicon Valley is scary how correct they get the tech industry.
1: Yeah, well, Mike Judge used to work in Silicon Valley, so I guess that's
3: where he's drawing it from. But it's current, though. Like I said, working for Microsoft yeah. a few years ago, it it's very current, and it's brilliant. So I love that show. Yeah, I, I agree.
1: And and the fact that T.J. Miller is gone and you it doesn't really matter.
3: <laughs> you know, I'm a, okay. I'm a little bit sad about T.J. Miller.
1: So am I. But it doesn't matter if you've watched the new episodes. No, him they're great. Gone doesn't really affect anything.
3: I I, I kind of like Jin Yang too, but yeah, T.J. Miller. What what's your opinion on him and what he's doing or falling from grace or what the hell happened? Are you asking me this question? I'm asking you, Aaron. Oh, thanks. as a peer, as
1: a peer, <laughs> as a, um, as C. a C.
3: peer C. of CJ Millers. Uh,
1: I was never really a fan of his stand-up. I'll tell you that. I feel like um, I don't feel like this is a fall from grace because he just doesn't give a shit, and he's just he's true to who he is. Um, you know, I've heard the allegations of of assault against him and all that. I've never been a big fan of his, but his work on Silicon Valley made me a fan of his. Mm-hmm. I like him in Deadpool, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I, aside from that, I don't really have an opinion of the guy.
3: Alright. Yeah. So enough. he's from the DC area. Um, so I, I, so your peer? Oh. oh! Well, not being a comedian or an actor, uh, not you,
1: so come much. on, come on, Matt. You're an actor.
3: I am an attempting.
1: No, once You've once you're on, on that show. stage, you're an actor.
3: Fair enough. You've
1: been on that uh, show with a Latvian woman.
3: Okay, that man, one and
1: a fireman's boots. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. Can can someone elaborate here,
3: John?
2: I don't know what I watched. I just all stopped. right.
3: So <laughs> I, I, uh, a lot of investigation discovery stuff is filmed around D.C. <laughs> Yeah, this is why I didn't want to tell you.
0: <laughs>
1: oh shit.
3: Oh, all right, shit. guys. Good night. That's um,
1: so good. That's so good. What? Investigation discovery. Their stuff is so good.
3: Are you being facetious right now? I can't tell.
1: No, no, I'm being serious. It's uh, that's awesome.
4: It's like uh, lifetime
3: movies for Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so they do all non-union stuff in this area. And that's how a lot of people around here get their start extra work and shit like that. And I was in one and I was the best friend and wingman to the guy who got murdered. And the girl, you know, it was like, what was it? Killer brides. I think. I didn't see the
2: whole thing. I just skipped ahead to the part you said you were in. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, Hey, Angelica, the Latvian woman is hitting on this dude. Oh, and Matt's right next to... Oh, oh, Matt got
3: passed up for this. Yeah, dude. she passed me up, man. But I, I didn't end up dead, so, that, so that's yeah, that's, good. Really, that's the the Latvian joke. It's that, it's a
1: funny it's a funny joke.
3: Hmm. I've been in a couple of these investigation discovery things now. Uh, one hasn't aired yet. The other one, they completely cut everything that you can see me except for my boots. And then there was the Latvian one. So,
0: hey, like I said, it's a start mm-hmm
3: but it's a good uh, start. yeah so back to TJ miller i've seen him in the dc area here about four or five times before he made it really big and he was funny as hell the live shows he was great with the audience um he was just he was great and then things got weird he got big and then the whole bomb threat thing hey did you hear about that one no no Oh, so, like, a, I guess about a month or two ago, he got arrested for calling in a bomb threat on, like, Amtrak.
4: Oh, what the hell?
3: Yeah. yeah. Just Google T.J. Miller bomb threat. So that's what I meant by kind of his slowly downward spiral. Hmm. He's just been seeming to get weirder, and I, is it an, Andrew Kauf, or an Andy Kaufman thing?
1: I don't know. I think, honestly, he's just drinking and doing drugs. Could be. Yeah.
3: Well, yeah, but if that fuels his comedy, I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, but it also could fuel his quote unquote downfall that you're referring to.
3: Fair enough. Thank can't you can't have
1: one without the other, Matt. Come on. <laughs> well,
3: funny. I haven't had my downfall yet, so I don't know this yet. You don't do enough drugs. I don't do you any drugs. Drink. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, this
4: is why you fail. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Damn it! I need to get on my drug habit. If you would have been
4: on drugs, they wouldn't have cut your fireman scenes.
3: God damn it. You just would have scored with bit.
4: the Latvian woman. You yep. would have gotten the Latvian chick, <laughs> man, come on.
3: That's all it took, just a couple track it's, marks.
2: It's so obvious now.
3: <laughs> wow. You should have been all like, right. I have
2: a bag of hashish back at my place. Let's go. Hey.
3: <laughs> Do people still say hashish? I have they no idea. They just did. <laughs> I guess I just did.
4: <laughs> John all is not right.
3: people. I feel like we've learned something tonight. <laughs>
4: He's from
2: Jersey. I'm not a contributing member of society. (laughs) I am a New York City transplant, thank you.
4: There you go. Uh,
3: You still have Jersey on you. Yeah. Yeah. You can't brush that off. It'll
2: wash away. You
4: smell like the water treatment plant. (laughs) Come on.
2: (laughs) I smell like the building I passed by in Hoboken earlier. Oh, (laughs) Oh, geez.
3: It was basically
2: like, it said condemned on the outside, and it's like, for more information, call the health organization.
3: Oh, God. It was condemned on the inside, too.
2: I'm like, there must be a reason this this dilapidated building is is in the middle of all these luxury condos. I'm like, oh. Yeah, scheduled for demolition. (laughs) Well, that's
3: all I have for tonight.
2: Uh, I think I I do as well. I mean, we could talk TV to death, but I, I feel there's another podcast out there. I don't... I don't know where you could find Yeah,
3: them. And someone probably has to get to that and we don't want to keep him from Ab- that.
2: Absolutely. Aaron, do you have anything to plug? Uh, God,
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I could have said something really inappropriate
3: just then. Whoa, whoa. Not yeah, all I the... got something to plug. Speaking of TJ <laughs> Miller...
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well... Um,
1: I, I mean, I think I already did. Oh. But yeah, you can check out Punch Drunk TV because I'm going to go record that tonight with Jack Conway, my co-host, at his apartment. Can you still hear me? Yes. Ah, yes. yes. I'm going to record it at his apartment this evening and it's going to go up as soon as we're done recording because we don't edit shit. Oh. Nice. <laughs> so you can find us at punchdrunktv.com. You can find us on the Adventure Club Podcast Network.
3: ACPN. So you can find us
1: at Punch Drunk underscore TV on Twitter or Punch Drunk TV on Facebook.
3: So what you're saying is Punch Drunk TV?
1: I, that's what I'm saying. And I feel like that is a way better name than Pruner TV.
3: <laughs> you know, I will have to say, uh, you know, having listened to a few of them while I was at the gym, not the most motivating podcast in the world. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Oh, what? Wow. <laughs> Why are you listening to our show to motivate
3: you to do anything? I, you know, you have to listen to something when you're at the gym.
1: Yeah, listen to something that's motivational to the, make you work out as opposed to make you want to drink and watch really bad television i mean I can't, I can't you gotta listen, listen to, to like
2: the sports the sports channel podcast
1: or something yeah yeah come on matt don't listen to my voice when you're working out that is weird it, <laughs> is it is it are you not yeah. okay with that i mean i'm fine with it but it's fucking weird
2: all right you i've, got a, I've got a Man. sculpt oh aaron <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Everyone would like yeah. these pearls. Oh. Pump,
1: pump that iron while you're listening to me slurring into the right. mic. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. It's now
3: weird. All right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Do you still want me to talk about what I want to plug, Matt?
3: Yeah. Wow. Why don't you plug some more things? No. I'm. I'm done. I, you, you were supposed to say no. It's <laughs> right. Well. Now some, it's officially weird. Someone good. else plug,
2: I'm, Matt. Plug something.
3: I'm not going to plug anything. You know, all right. I, I listen to ACPN. Uh, we're here for you. Wow. I got yeah. nothing. Oh, you had oh. something there. Jason, something there. do you have anything to plug? I do. Oh. And
4: I'm going to go plug it right now. Oh, wow. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no.
4: I- <laughs> so I host a video game related podcast, cover a lot of nerd culture and stuff too, called The Well-Adjusted Gamer Podcast, that can be found at wagpodcast.com. And yeah, all the Facebooks and Twitters
2: and all that crap too. Well, then I guess I'll plug. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll plug it hard.
4: <laughs> <Just a> plug <laughs> party.
2: Um, yes. As Aaron uh, mentioned earlier, you can visit us uh, all at ACPN, uh, allegedly the Adventure Club Podcast Network, although I've never actually called it that. Uh,
1: I do all the time because when I say the ACPN on uh, my show... There's
3: no the. Oh, damn. Wow. (laughs) Shots fired. Whoa. Shit got real. I
1: I like to communicate in grammatically correct sentences. Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) Oh, some of us went to school. (laughs) I gotta go plug something.
4: (laughs) He said he graduated high school before he became an actor,
2: so we got that. Was it homeschooling? Ooh. All right. Anyway, you can visit us, <laughs> visit us on the web at acpnet.net and uh, all of our fine podcasting quality program podcasts. Um, also, at ACPM Podcast on Twitter. There's the Gigundo ACPN Facebook group. Uh, it's facebook.com slash group slash ACPNet.
3: Um, what Wait, am I missing, Gigundo? you guys? It's pretty big. What? I've never heard of Gigundo. It's it's big.
1: Hey, It's, ver- it's man, very big. I just went to your website, and the URL is theacpn.com. No, oh it's not. not.
2: Yeah, it, it is. Re- du- is ACPnet redirects to the acpn.com because the, the asshole Ate who said fault. he who promised he was going to fix it didn't fix it. It's my fault. It's my fault.
1: I didn't say anything incorrect cuz that is how All it right, shows on yeah.
2: fine. It really does. <laughs> on on uh-huh. the on the alleged adventure Club Podcast Network.
1: I'm just saying, man. Like, you know. not wrong, John. I'm trying to get stuff fixed. I'm just saying when I go to direct people
2: to go listen to the show on the site, I say the ACPN. Okay, well, I've been trying to get <laughs> rid of I've been trying to get rid of that, and I can't find someone who can get rid of
3: it.
4: Hey, shit's gonna change real quick now because John's out of the recliner. Okay.
3: <laughs> hey, John, how about things are space? gonna change? I can feel it. What, Matt? How about Squarespace? Paul Shearer keeps telling us Squarespace is the place to go. Squarespace is too
2: much money for, for a little effort. They don't even have a decent podcasting theme. They don't have anything for podcasting. I have, a guy, that. I I have a guy. I have a guy. I have to contact him. I got a guy. A I got a guy. guy. I'm, I'm going to plug him. I got a I got guy back out. east. Anyway, um, yeah, all those fine social nets that we have. And if you want to, you know, give us money. Um, <laughs> there's also, uh, what is that thing? Patreon. Wow. Patreon.com slash ACPN.
3: You just sold the hell out of that, John. Talk well, about motivation. I always,
2: I always do. <laughs> I yeah, always, give put, it, give it. I always plug it like that. I'm it was funny rushing if you over.
3: Uh, or don't, <laughs> it's okay. I always say that.
2: It's like Patreon,
3: whatevs. See, I'm a, I, you need to offer things for Patreon. Like, if you give us a hundred dollars, I will fly to your town and if, and buy you a beer.
2: If you if you give us twenty dollars a month, I will throw you a. I still have one copy of Venture Brothers season five on Blu-ray. Oh,
3: how, how see, about that? that is, how about that? That is something so,
2: to how, offer. How about that? See, like
0: Eric.
1: I feel say it like again it's time, I feel like it's time for me to go my wife just started vacuuming
2: oh, okay
3: wow. <laughs> alright <laughs> like, yeah
2: clean up crews here something.
3: She's Aaron's like, uh, so uh, anyway. we're gonna call it a night
2: yes we will Aaron thank you so much for uh, coming on the show everyone at home uh, you know do everything that we said before and we will be back with another <laughs> exciting edition of adventureclubpodcast.com <laughs> <laughs> Do the thing. That's a website too. I think that redirects to to the ACP. Oh Uh, my god. Good Good night, night, everybody. everybody. (laughs) Goodbye.
3: This is Sean and Chris from the Childhood Remastered podcast, where we look back on the cartoons, TV shows, and movies of our youth to see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which is far too often the case.
1: You can check us out at childhoodremaster.com to listen to all of our
3: old episodes, request a show for us to cover, or to just say hello.
0: A-C-P-N.